With the 25th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Shaq Thompson. With the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Kristen McCaffrey. With the 24th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select DJ Moore. With the 16th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Brian Burns. The draft is on. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 197, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement, now via Zoom. It is our pre-NFL draft episode, third time we've done this, so if you took that intro, every year for the past couple years, I've it's been the first round pick, and I've put from Cam to Luke, and then the people who get traded or cut, I take off. Took three people off this year. Cam's gone, Luke's gone, and then the bum Vernon Butler's gone, so it's Quite small. It was just Shaq, then McCaffrey, then DJ Moore, and then uh, Brian Burns. So very light on the intros there. And we'll add next week after our post-draft, we'll add the hopefully whoever the Panthers pick is a good player to that. But, yes, it's me. We got G's. We got Caleb. We got Duvall. We got uh, Justin. Justin, how you doing? What, say, what is it? High Shelby two-way state champ coach? Two-way. <laughs> Hey, oh, that's so are you, you? Yeah, catch it. Hey, Justin, it's been a while since you've been on. It's been a while since I've seen you. You kind of been dodging people before the Corona even hit. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's been going on with you, man? Man, it's good, man. You know, just uh, teaching. So, yeah. Know, I teach fifth grade science. Okay. Uh, so, you know, just doing this whole visible learning. Yeah. So, Dealing with that, but oh man, just trying not to get sick, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, trying to. As I told you before, it's just about surviving and advancing. Now that's all it is. Yeah. Well, isn't it? Because my my wife's a teacher too, and she's elementary. It's all pass fail this year, right? There isn't really like you can't hold people to yeah. A's, B's, C's, fail, you know, all that stuff. So. I mean, but. I mean, honestly, between me and you, I feel like everybody's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's pretty much all pass. And the bad thing is the kids know that, so now you know they really don't care. Well, especially your grade. I mean, they really just like, all right, whatever. I'm not dealing yet, so. I mean, I had kids that didn't pay attention when we went to school. So. <laughs> yeah. I had now at home. Yeah. So, Justin, where can people find you if you want to be found? Uh, on all social media platforms, Justin. J-U-S-T-I-N, uh, B underscore T-U-1-1. Okay, and final, qu- final one on this. So how long are you going to be at Shelby until your next move? What's the next move? Man, I don't know, man. Shelby, uh, we kind of got that thing going up there. Yeah. You know, we argue with six out of seven state championships. But, no. Um, I don't know. Probably until I feel like I want a, a head coach's job. Yeah. Uh, um, but I can't see myself going nowhere no time soon. I'll okay. All right, good to know. That's a recruiting pitch for anybody who wants to go over there, you know. <laughs> All right, and Caleb, back again. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, you know. As we said before, just, just trying to survive in advance. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, man, just uh, working. It's weird. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm busier now than I was before it hit. Okay. Are you, so you more working from home? I saw a couple of your social media. Are you going in a little bit when need be? Yeah. I, I mean, most of the stuff we're working on from home, they're sending us stuff via yeah. transfer files yeah. and everything. And we're adding in a lot from home and, you know, just trying to adjust. Yeah. All right. Well, where can you be found if you want to be found? Uh, at Caleb Combs, K A L E B C O N B S, anything you want to find me on. All right. And uh, Duval, the man who refuses to use a laptop or computer, he wants to go with his phone all the time. I was going to say, why does he look so weird? I mean, <laughs> people were sending me messages on the screenshot like Duval over there using his phone. I was like, I tried to tell him. So, what is it you have against phone? I mean, against laptops, Duval? I don't know, man. As I talked to you earlier, man, I'm just being lazy. The, the cell phone's already right here. I, I I very rarely use my laptop as much as I used to. Cause I, I, and being at home, I use my work laptop. Yeah. I'm not about to zoom on my work laptop. So um, it's kind of convenient. And then, like I said, it's a little bit lazy. They're just like, okay, right beforehand, I was eating. And I was like, oh, I got to scramble to find my laptop. But I can, you know, like, you know what? I'll just grab my phone and. You know, just chat it up. So, I'll switch it up and go to the laptop. So, that's what I'm saying. is For for Thursday, we're doing this big Zoom draft party watch party. Everybody in here is involved. You're going to, like I said, if you use your phone, that's going to be a little tough for about seven hours worth of watching or whatever it is. Five hours. Well, you're right because you know, of course, the draft is probably like eight hours long anyway. Yeah. Um, So, I'll, I'll definitely do that so at least I can sit back. Look at my phone, see if I got any messages, and everyone can still see my reaction. To yes. Pick at seven. So, yes. Um, but as far as me, if you're looking for me, uh, Twitter, Rod Versuval, Instagram is just default. All right. And Jeebs with the Hall of Famer jersey and a Hall of Fame bus jersey behind him, uh, Ricky Williams and Dwayne Jarrett, it's better than nothing at all. How you doing, Jeebs? Are we hanging in there? Yeah. I was the only one who bought a Dwayne Jarrett jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, well, I, well, I can throw out that I have one too, but um, way deep in the closet, and it was a pro image special. Shout out to Kyle. That, yeah. Mine was a pro image special. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you guys can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram, Jeeves1988. All right, for me, J-Row Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, the Beards Watch on Twitter and Instagram, and then They See Me Rollins on YouTube. And as I said, we're going to set up a nice little Zoom watch party reaction video. We would have done it live if the coronavirus ain't hit of the living room. It'll actually be be us in the basement. We'll have it all set up. But I think you guys are all going to be there. And it's going to be, I think, 15 to 18 total people. So I think it should be, especially as, as we all start drinking a little more and getting more faded as it goes on. We'll get into it's what gonna we. Be loud. It's going to be loud, but hey, that's you know, it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting. To, it'll be fun to cut and edit. I hope to at least get all thirty-two reactions in for every pick. Um, but yeah, we'll see what we do there. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. We will have the video up hopefully late Thursday night, early Friday morning. I'll try to get it up on the YouTube page. And if you want to join, let me know. I'll send you the Zoom link out Thursday morning. But yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. All right, let's get into the good stuff. Drafts coming up. What? What are we? What are we feeling? Who wants to start? Justin, you want to start? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, <clears throat> obviously, you know, we got the seventh pick. I'm a Kansas fan. For people yes. 
Yeah. All of us, I think all of us here are Panthers fans, so I think we're good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of lot of stuff going on in the organization, a lot of changes. Um, with the seven pick, I'm gonna be honest. I have like two scenarios that I would like to have. Okay, hit them. For if I had to have my pick, and it probably won't be a very popular pick. If I was picking at seven, I would probably take best offensive tackle available. Okay. Probably, um, I know a lot of people probably want to agree with that. You know, they want to go defense and get a pass rusher or someone to replace Luke or. You know, somebody to help out in the secondary. Me personally, I would go uh, the best offensive tackle available. Okay. Um, I, I guess position that we have completely ignored over the past couple of years. We've had some stop gaps. You know, we've I mean, got a, we got another stop gap. We just traded for another stop gap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, I think they 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 think they have a plan. Yeah. Tackle with Okun and Greg Little year two and Daryl and all that, but um. I just think if we could just somehow get a guy at seven, you know, whether it's Dwarfs out of Iowa, or Williams out of Alabama, or Thomas out of Georgia, any one of those that can just solidify that left tackle spot for the next decade, that would be what I would do. Okay. Now, if we're sitting there at seven, in my second scenario, if we're sitting there at seven and somehow two is still there, I would pull the trigger. Okay. I would. Okay. Um, There's some risk involved with it. You know, obviously there is. Um, but I think, me personally, I think two is better than Joe Burrow. That's just my opinion. And I think if we can get him at seven, because obviously, you know, none of us expects us to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, it'd be nice. But none of us expect to win the Super Bowl next year. But I think if he's sitting there at seven, I think you really got to have a serious conversation. Because I know you just paid Teddy B a lot of money. You know, you signed, like, the Willie Beatman of the XFL. You know, that guy very exciting. Um but Teddy's not a long-term option. I mean, he's not. You know, we signed for three years, but let's be honest. He's not going to be here, you know, six, seven years from now. I highly doubt it. So, I think, too, like I said, if he's sitting there at seven and, you know, you're looking for somebody to come in and you maybe even redshirt a year, you know, maybe you can sit him out a year to make sure he's fully healthy. I think if he's sitting there at seven, I would, I would ultimately pull the trigger. Um, but realistically, if he's not there, I would probably go uh, best offensive tackle. I, I I think those are valid points, but I don't think they're going to do any of that. I just I just can't. I I mean, before they signed Teddy B, my thing was if they got rid of Cam and they moved on, okay, they could have signed the PJ Walkers, kept the Kyle Allen's, whatever, and then that would have left them go ahead take Tua, let him sit for a year, you know, whatever. But I just think they invested that money. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they got the stopgap with Okun. I think somehow Marty Hurdy gave up so much to get. Greg Little, I can't believe he'd bail on him now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that he wants him to sit at left tackle, learn another year. For, but for all we know, he's got the concussions and he's out of the league like Orr was. I mean, I know he's a lot younger, but these concussions are wild now. It's knocking people out left and right. So I could see that, but, I, I mean, the defense is bare bones. I mean, it's bare bones. I mean, it's Kwan Short coming off of a shoulder injury. Shaq Thompson... And that's about – I mean, that's about it. Everywhere else is – Brian Burns is okay. I don't want to give him star yet because we'll see. He flashed, but we just don't know yet because he didn't get enough playing time from the coaching staff. Dante – I wouldn't be opposed if we traded back and just stop off picks. Like, here, that was okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have that. I, here's where I'm at. There's there's three players, the, the third one being a – I don't know. Isaiah Simmons, to me, with so many holes we have – it's going to be week to week of 
playing safety, playing this. And now with Gronk in the division, we need somebody to cover Gronk. I mean, he could do that. And then if not him, Okuda, because we have a big needed corner. All we have is Dante Jackson. And that's still a big question mark for a lot of people, by the way he ended last season. After Dante Jackson, let's be honest, I can't even name any of the corners. You know what I mean? Like I don't, so I expect, him to, I expect him to take a corner somewhere, or maybe they're going to sign some veteran scrub guy after the draft. This is kind of that wait-and-see kind of thing. But And then I, it sounds like, you know, uh, do you remember a couple years ago when we took DJ Moore and there was that picture that came out with Marty Herney like, looking at him like his prized possession? There was that same thing when he went to the Auburn Pro Day looking at uh, Derrick Brown. I don't know his athletic testing was different, but he's just a hoss of a man. And I think that's the wild card there. So that's my three scenarios. But I wouldn't be mad at the two a thing. I just feel like with the offenses that are in the NFC South, we're going to give up 50 points a game. <laughs> I, I, if that happens, realistically, if our defense is just complete trash, we should probably end up, we'll be lower in the, you know, lower tier of the league regardless of who we grab. Yeah. I know we don't, you know, no tanking necessarily has happened officially, and it doesn't necessarily always work out. But if you do take, let's just say you go defense with the first two picks. Next year, we're sitting there, we're still, because, I mean, something tells me uh, if we pass on two, I would love to get turned. Yeah, of course. That's the easy, I mean, that's, that's I think think Jacksonville's all in on that. Yeah, but somehow I feel like the Panthers will find a way to go, like, Six and ten. Yes, absolutely. Like the seventh pick. Again. Yep, absolutely. Like we will find a way to do that, and then I'll just be mad. And that's why the the Teddy Bridgewater signing was so baffling. Yeah. Was because it was like, okay, you're going to get rid of Cam. You got rid of Olsen. Luke Kuechly retired. You cut Eric Reed. But then why sign Teddy B? I it just because again, that to me that just signals six and ten. And it's like, well, wait a second. If we're getting rid of all these veteran guys. Just let Will Greer run it back. And if he's ass cheeks, then you, you're, you're at the top of the draft. Let, sign, the, sign the P.J. Walker. By all means, let's see what the journeyman can do. But that's where I was – and at me, if I, you want to start getting conspiracy theory on it, it's like it's almost like Tepper knows he's got to ask people for money for a new stadium. So he knows if he pulls out a 2-14 and 14 team, people are, aren't showing up. And he's got, he's got to at least put a competitive team to go 8-8 eight and eight out there. Go ahead, Dave. I would rather show up to a one in fifteen team knowing what it leads to than an eight and eighteen. Oh, I agree. Any day of the year, I because agree. At least there, because at least there's a plan. Yeah. And right now, there's no freaking plan with the signing of Teddy Bridgewater. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I have two scenarios for the draft as well, Justin. I I want Simmons or Akuda. I'm afraid neither of them are going to be there. Simmons so will be there. I want to trade back. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I don't think two will be there either. Yeah. Um, I, if two is there, I think there's a worthy discussion to have mm-hmm. whether they take him or not. And I think they will, but I don't think he'll be there. And I don't see this team moving up. So I, if Simmons, Akuda, and Tua aren't there, which I don't think they will be, I hope they trade back. And I mean, if, if Oakland called us tomorrow and offered us 12 and 19 for seven, I would take it before I even got to the draft. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I would, yeah, that's not a bad one. I don't know if they're offering. That'd be a tough. For it to go up, but it could it could happen. I, I do see a run on offensive tackles going a lot quicker than we think. And also, to his point, we've been saying for years we need an offensive tackle. Yeah, for, and it never happens. Every draft, I'm like, if they draft an offensive tackle, I'll totally understand. Yeah. yeah. 
But if they did it, I'd be happy. But then they did it last year, and they gave up a first-round like trade-up capital to get one, and they didn't even toss him out there until like six people got hurt. Like you said, you talk about, and that was a lame duck. Exactly, and that was a lame duck year anyway, or whatever. But you know, when you when you tried out Daryl Williams and he looked like complete ass in the preseason, and then you still tried him out week one, it was just kind of like, what are we doing? So again, though, to trade Trey Turner to get Okun, who's a stopgap, I it is weird. I don't know. I, we don't know where we're going. I hope that after this draft, we have some type of sense of maybe where we're going. But I don't know, Duval. What you feeling? I got a couple scenarios as well. So one of mine is is at seven, we take Simmons. Um, that's really who I'm kind of high on on, a, on the defensive side. The problem is, like we've all said, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, I don't necessarily think Akuda will be there either. So with that being said, I'm going best player available. Now the problem with that is we don't know the best player available at at least on their board is worth taking at seven because they might be high on somebody that could be sitting at eleven or twelve. So also, you know, to Caleb's point, we can trade back and go pick at eleven or twelve, and we can start how picks. Now I'm gonna throw a wrinkle in there too. Uh, if at eleven or twelve for some reason. The offensive tackle, like you said, if they're so high on the offensive tackle there, what would be strange but something that would be eye-opening is if they went and got a receiver. So, like, if Jerry Judy or somebody like that was sitting there at 12, I would go – I'd probably go and meet. I would pull the trigger and make them compete in the preseason – compete in the season. Um, Put as much talent around them on offense, and if you feel like – I guess at left tackle, you're going to go with what we got on the roster. And it works out okay, fine. But if you trade back and at least you can stockpile where if it doesn't work out the next year, you go get a left tackle in the first round or something like that, that's fine. But still in the second or third, if we're able to stockpile picks, we can still go get a corner. We can go go fill a defensive tackle. We can fill a safety or something like that. So, so those are my two scenarios. I prefer Simmons at seven, if not definitely trade back and, and get the best player available, whether it's left tackle or receiver or whoever's highest on the board. I just to me, I just can't like offensive wise to me they just went out they did it in free agency. They did so much and I mean that defense is so decimated. If they pulled a receiver out after signing what Robbie Anderson got, would he get a two year deal or was it a one year deal? You got a two year. Was it two year? Yeah. Him, I mean, Curtis Samuel, if you want a receiver, like this is his time in this offense. He's the perfect fit for it. I don't know why they're talking about trading him, but Marty Herney should learn from the Bradbury thing. Go ahead and pay him now. Give him a three year deal with some guaranteed money before he blows up. You have to pay him big. But, I, you know, if you are going to take a receiver, you're going to have to get rid of a Curtis Samuel. I mean, it yeah, just. I, yeah. And see, that's my thing is, is, is if you're going to do that, how much. <laughs> Stock are you going to put in on Robbie Anderson as well as DJ Moore too? So my thing is, 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 is as as dynamic of an offense as we could be. I mean, I don't see a, an issue with having an additional receiver, and I mean, you also still got McCaffrey, so you can still do a lot of things. But if you're looking at if they're looking at Curtis Samuel, this is going to be his last year with it because this is fourth year. They're going to let him walk, and they let Jerry Judy or. Uh, someone like that step in right there, that's fine too. 
know, because I mean, I, I mean, I see Robbie Anderson a year or two. And I just feel like this draft is so deep. Like that's the deepest position with so many holes we got. And I know you don't always want to go after need, but with so many holes, to burn a receiver in the first round would be tough for me to swallow. And, and Duvall, you just said two things that frustrate me so bad because we do have an offense that can win 11 or 12 games right now. Yeah. We have an offense that's better than 2015. Mm-hmm. I mean, the quarterback position's worse. Yes, I understand that. But you understand what I'm saying. There's more skill right. players on this team right now. And that's what's so frustrating is the blow up on defense. It, this team's going to win six games. <laughs> and I think you have got to start addressing that right away. Yeah. I don't think a receiver would make sense. Yeah. And another thing, I. I love Robbie Anderson, and I wish they would sign him to a longer deal than two years because he's going to be here for the rebuild and the lead. And I think he's an elite receiver. Yeah. And I think we're going to be missing him. He's going to be here for a terrible part of what this team can accomplish five years from now. Sure. Jeeves, what are you feeling? I'm, I'm sold on the defense that we need to get a defensive player because, like Jacob said, our defense is so – demolished right now with everybody leaving, but I'm not sold on everybody trying to get Tua at seven. Like, because right now, Tua is, what, a year away, year and a half away from even playing? So you're going to pay him the first round of money, and he's not even going to be able to play for almost two years. Well, that's not, I mean, no one's ever come out, I mean, we don't really know how his med. I think that's where he may slide, is because we don't really know his medicals. And you know? I, I mean, he, he may, I mean, I'm not saying that he will or, but of course we don't know, but he may even slide to the second round. No, no, he ain't, no, he ain't sliding the second round. There's no, there's no way he gets to the Patriots or somebody. There's no way he slides. I don't think, I think he, I think, it, it, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no way he slides. There's no way. I don't, I mean, he can slide, but he ain't sliding the second round. I mean, geez, think about this though. Two years from now, we're sitting here, with Tua, a healthy Tua at quarterback, and there's no Tom Brady and Drew Brees in the NFC. We could potentially have the best quarterback. Yeah, you, could be, you could be sitting here two years from now sitting with Trevor Lawrence. That worked too. <laughs> <laughs> right now, he's, he's healthier than Tua. Yeah, but we don't know. He could go out and blast his whole knee up. I mean, that's just that's the I weird mean, weird thing I mean, with it. Yeah. And you could have another scenario. I mean, the same year we took Cam, no one was talking about Cam Newton going into that 2011 season. You know what I mean? Right. No one was talking about Joe Burrow. The only people talking about Joe Burrow were people at LSU and the people he left at Ohio State and his family. And then he goes out and has this season. So it was always yeah. tank for two of the Dolphins, tank for two of tank. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, who's this Burrow guy? So we all kind of know, yeah, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. But if he comes out and has an injury and sits out or whatever it may be, we don't really know. So, you know, or if they don't even have a season, they don't have a season till spring. I, it's it's so weird with this pandemic going on. Who knows? Yeah. So, no. Nah. Well, you could draft somebody. Who would you specifically want at seven? At seven, I would like Simmons, but Simmons Simmons isn't going to be there. You don't think so? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's. If you look at all, if you I mean, if you look at Mel Kiper, Todd McShay. You look at all their mock drafts. Here, here's go ahead, go ahead, Caleb. They all have him going to Detroit. I, I was just gonna say we keep saying this guy and this guy won't be there. Somebody's got to be there, um, especially three quarterbacks go before yep. us. Then either Akuda, Simmons, or the best offensive line in the draft is gonna be right. there at seven. 
So somebody's going to yeah. follow us as long as three core. And I think you know Burroughs is going. Yep. And you know at least Tua or Herbert's going. And I yep. think all three of them are going. Before. Yeah, I think I think the char- the Chargers haven't signed anybody or traded for anybody yet. If they don't take a cue, I, I think that's just going to take Herbert. He could, and they, if they don't take a cue, to me that'll that'll like blow my mind. And they must have somebody in the second round, or they're waiting because to me they're like a quarterback away. Their defense is filled up almost. I mean, if they yeah. wanted to go crazy, I saw people talking about them taking Simmons, but they've got a Derwin James. They've got that style of player already out there. I think the wild card for Simmons, yes, Detroit at three. Detroit really wants to trade out, and that's either someone trading up. Or it's the Giants at four. Giants. Because the That's Giants, the yeah, because yeah. one, Dave Gettleman just saw what Luke Keekley did for the Panthers. And Simmons, I'm not yeah. saying he's Luke Keekley, but just that guy that can fly everywhere. But he could also go and get that. Their wild card is if they take an, OTA, an offensive tackle, I think Simmons does slide. If they want to protect Daniel Jones. And they could take an offensive lineman, but they also, as we saw him take Saquon Barley two overall, Gettleman does what Gettleman wants to do. And he takes the best player, and a lot of people say Simmons, after Chase Young, after the Burrow, is your, is your best player. So that's that's to me is where we could if, if he does if he gets past the Giants, barring a team trading up, I think we could definitely get Simmons. Yeah, if Simmons gets past the Giants, and I can see us taking him. Because even if not, I can see either if the Chargers and the Dolphins don't take a cue, Dolphins are saying it's either an offensive tackle, the dude out of Georgia, or it's a quarterback. And then the Chargers, I'm not, I, you know, I, I just, everyone's mocking them to a quarterback because they all they have is Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor is the Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just hangs out on your yes. team, and then you get a, and then you take a first-round quarterback, and he's cool with, with sitting behind him. He's fine with that. Right. <laughs> and I think you'll see a game between Miami and the Chargers because they both know they want a quarterback who can trade up further, yep. whether it's the Redskins or the Giants or – Probably Detroit. Yeah, I think one of them will trade up from that five or six to try to beat the other. Yeah, to a quarter. And it could be the wild card as a team coming out of nowhere and put you know like you know similar when the Chiefs trade all the way up and got Mahomes years ago. I mean, I think yeah. New England could make a move for two of yeah. really If he starts sliding and he gets past the you know past us at seven to the tens and elevens. The teens, I, I could see a team like, oh, you know. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Lamar Jackson slid all the way to pick 32. <laughs> you know, I. They had, they had to trade into the first round again. Yes. Yeah, they took yeah. they took Hayden Hurst, who they just traded to the Falcons before they took Lamar Jackson. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I will say, though, the last time the Panthers did trade down was, I think it was 07. They traded down. Do you know who they traded with and what player was taken at that position? I feel like it was uh, the guy from Florida State. No, was it Florida It was. State? It was when we traded down for Beeson out of the first in the first round. We traded back, okay. and they and the Jets took Darrell Revis. Then we took John Beeson. Then we took Dwayne Jarrett and Ryan Khalil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good draft. It's it's solid, yeah. And then Charles Johnson and, and Charles yeah Charles Johnson Charles Johnson in third round wasn't bad either. So it can work out, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, we know trading a first overall a first round pick for Everett Brown in the second round was a lot worse. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, that was when we trade. I think that was a couple years later. We traded up in the second to take Everett Brown in the second round and gave up our first round the next year. And then the other one was trading around our second round pick in like 
the for the following year to get Jimmy Clausen. And that was the year we had Cam, and we had the number one overall pick, and we would have the 33rd overall pick, but the Patriots had it because we traded for Jimmy Clausen. So that's like and, and to me, this draft is hopefully it's going to show who is running the show. Is it Marty Hurdy or is it Matt Rule? Because if we see a if we see it, I don't think Tepper's really running it per se yet. But I just want to by yeah by style of player that are taken. If he is or not. Well, yeah, but I mean, I meant more style of player by we know what Matt Rule wants and we've seen what Herney players are. You know what I mean? I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. If we're getting some guys who have test better athletically, you know, not the Rashawn Goldens in the third round, we're getting a guy who blew it up at the combine or whatever, then I'll say, okay, maybe Rule's having a little more, you know, sway over it. If not, it's just Herney still calling the shots. I mean, Rule, I think, on WFNZ last week essentially said that it was Marnie's call. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the politically right yes. thing to say. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I'm done trusting Matt Rule because he he just stays a straight net, right? He went to the combine. He said, I want to coach Cam. He said all the right things. So then when they cut Cam, he was like, look, I wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I, yeah. I take anything he says with kind of like a, okay, you've already li- – you've, you've pulled one over on me. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you know, you're not going to fool me again. So anything he says, I kind of take with a, let me wait and see what happens. Because I thought for a fact, I was taking him at his word, oh, Cam's at least going to be here. Give him one year. And then they, all the, and I think what happened was, is they wanted to wait and see what happened in free agency. If they couldn't get Teddy B, maybe they roll the dice with Cam. Since they got Teddy B, they immediately went and cut him. I, you yeah, know, that makes total sense. I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's where I'm at with Matt Rule. Is I'll wait and see again. If he leads us to a Super Bowl in five years, all is forgiven, whatever it may be. But right now, I'm I'm pumping the brakes and pulling off on the on the celebrations yet because let's see what happens. Who did he uh, Who did he hire as D coordinator? Phil Snow, his boy, all the way from uh, Temple. I think has been his D coordinator since Temple. But Phil Snow hired him when he was like a grad assistant at Fresno, whatever college he was out in, in California or something. I thought he hired someone from the LSU's. No, that was all the coordinators. Coordinator. The good thing about Phil Snow is he's used to coaching college players, and that's about all we have in our That's very true. What would be something – that the Panthers do that absolutely like shocks you. Trade up. Tra- yeah. A Herbert. If they took Herbert at seven, I'd be yeah. I'd be on the floor. Yeah. I'd be on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this team uh, wants to kill me, so I Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, I, I think if we traded up, that would be big. Yeah. That's just not our Well we don't like you like we need so many. We still, I think, we only have like forty people on the roster. You got to have sixty-five or sixty-three or whatever it is, or fifty-three man roster. I think we got thirty. So we need you everyone. Have ninety. You got to have ninety to go trade camp. Yeah. So we're gonna have almost as many undrafted slash rookie slash bum free agent guys on the team as we have high caliber guys. So. I just we. And that's right now. Think about yeah, and this, this is going to be tough. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see us trading up either because I mean, I, 
if you look at it kind of like what Caleb said, even if you trade up, I mean, who are you trading up for? Like, if you're trading up for Tua, I mean, uh, okay. But it's, it's a strong possibility that he could still fall to us. So, I mean, like, who are you trading up for? Yeah. You know, that's the only thing. Simmons? Well, we're not – but we're not a play. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. I'm, we're not a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that we that, – that that would be the shocking part is if we do trade up. And the person that I can see is trading up for would be Simmons. I, I just – we're not but, a we're not a player away. Yeah, if, he gets, if he doesn't get exactly. the Giants, then yeah, – But at that point, I don't think you're a player away – to, to risk because to move up yeah. from to move up you're usually moving up for like at least at least that high a quarterback right like I, I can't remember the last time someone's moved up in the top ten to take a non quarterback position you know what I mean Probably like okay yeah okay so that was 2012 2010 yeah I mean and, and, okay so that's a good but since then like I can't remember the time that someone's went up that to get a guy I mean and again they were picking in the twenties. And they got all the way up to whatever it was, four, five, or six, or whatever it was, um, because they felt like they were a player away. Like I feel like Simmons will kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. But on defense, they will also sell jerseys. Oh, they need. They need. listen. I tweeted. I, I tweeted that out today. We've got like all you've got is tw- all you're going to see in the stadiums twenty twos. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. Like okay, you can you know don't give me yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. But he's done. Like any new jersey sales, we're not going to have. You, I mean, I'm not going to invest in a DJ Moore. You're not going to invest in a Curtis Samuel, maybe a Brian Burns. But again, he's still question mark. There's no. You can't convince me that that five year contract to Christian wasn't because Tepper knows he has to sell some tickets. Yes, absolutely. No, I agree. That's that's all it was. Yes, because if they sold. Or if they traded Christian, like some people said they might this yeah. offseason, what is left? Yes. Even in 2011, you had the Steve Smiths and you had the Thomas Davis yep. on the roster. If you, you, if you trade a Christian, there is nothing. Yeah. People aren't buying tickets to watch yep. DJ Moore. Nope. And that's what I thought was, you know, if you look at it like a Madden franchise, you can get rid of anybody that doesn't affect you, you can pick up picks. I feel like, you know, on the side, you know, devil advocate, hey, yeah, of course, you trade him at his highest value. Maybe you get an extra first-round pick or two first-round picks. I get that. But on the flip side of a business, if he wants people, yeah, if he wants people to show up after after the exile of all the other stars that we've been cheering for the last 10 years are gone, he they had to pay him. I mean, it's just – if you trade Christian for picks, who are you hoping to get? Just another Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. You have a star, you keep him. I- it, it makes sense in the aspect of you're just solely analytics, but you can't take that into it because if if Luke was still here and Cam was still here, maybe you're like, okay, it's the rebuild. But you literally, like we said, we have nobody, so you you don't sell any jerseys. And I think with him moving the moving the headquarters to Rock Hill, he's gonna want a new stadium in the next couple of years. He knows he can't just go one and fifteen, two and fourteen, three and thirteen the next two or three seasons, four seasons. Because he's going to want to have winning, which people are more able to raise their taxes and help chip in for that stadium. Then, if you're losing, it's like no, everything, all the government's like no, you're not getting any money. You're not getting any money. So, because you're not bringing any money in. If you're winning, you got people out at bars, tailgating, showing up everywhere, spending more money. So, I just like you said. So they just want to know the direction. Yes. People just want to know 
okay, what you know, what are we, what's the, the three-year outlet right now? And that's why I think you talk about, like, yeah, we were playing, like, bad franchise mode. We yeah. Just, you know, we can pull that all day. Yeah. You know, we can just try to and get picks and stockpile and rebuild and all yep. that. But, like, from a business standpoint, you need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This brand new complex in football yep. city USA and all this type of crap. So he's not stupid. I mean, no. he don't make that money being an idiot. Yeah. So he knows he's gonna have to have somebody yeah. to bring people in. That's yeah. why I said if that seven two is there, for that exact reason alone, yeah, it has to be a conversation saying, Well, look now, this is our guy for the next decade. Yeah. We'll sell jerseys, people will be excited about it. You know, it may not start year one. But at least it'll show people like, okay, post Cam era, because people are upset about Cam even. Yeah. It'll show post Cam era, okay, they have a plan at quarterback. Yeah. There's a there's a guy, you know. But but then it's and then but then here's here's where it goes. Then it's like, well, what the hell did we sign Teddy B for if we can get two at seven? Then you're sitting there going like, what you know? And that's just my other counter is, it, it felt like it was one of those. It was a rush thing. It was like, oh, we, we think maybe Teddy B will go to the Patriots or the Chargers or somebody else will sign him. But then all of a sudden he was like, oh, wait, we're going to be able to sign Teddy B? All right, let's see if we can trade Cam. Oh, wait, now people know we're going to get rid of Cam because we're signing Teddy B. Now his trade value is at nothing. I mean, the Patriots just got a fourth-round pick for a guy who sat out of football for a whole year and said he was only going to play for the Buccaneers. And we couldn't even get something for the arguably the greatest player in franchise history. There, I mean, there's good franchises and there's bad franchises. And New England is good and we have been bad. And, and that is the Cam Newton situation is the perfect scenario and the perfect explanation of this franchise. Yeah. It is absurd. And, I, and I'll stand by it. I said it last week. I really think that Luke knew. They told Luke what they were going to do. Because if you were Luke Keekley, why would you want to sit here and play for another scrub team and bang your brain around if you knew they were getting rid of everybody. Yeah. At 29 years old after having probably five, six concussions, maybe more. We know of. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point they told him, hey, man, we're going to probably get rid of the core. We'd love to have you around. And he was like, nah, fuck this. Like, it ain't, it's yeah. not even. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you think he does what Gronk did? No. Sit out for sit out. Uh, you, so you think Luke's done? Yeah. Nah, he's done. I don't see Luke being it. No. He's an all-in or all-out kind of guy. He'll coach or he'll be in yeah. the broadcast. And the thing is, we're still paying him. We're still in his contract. He's still making like $15 million from us. So what's, We're still paying Mike Khalil. Yeah, we've got the most oh, dead cat shit. money. in the. <laughs> we're probably still paying Jake DeLone, let's be honest, in that cat. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm about to directly contradict myself. But a few minutes ago, I was talking about selling jerseys and tickets because of Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey doesn't win you games. The dude just had one of the three best running back seasons of all time and we won five games. Yep. So if they would have traded him, I would have understood it. Yeah. From a business side, you just can't. They couldn't. That's why, I mean, yeah. Again, if you're playing Madden, you can wheel and deal and it doesn't matter. But here, with how the exile went, there's no way they could have. I was surprised they handed out with still two years left on his deal. I don't think he was going to hold out, but I guess. He's probably trying to soften the blow. Yeah. Soften the blow for Cam and everything, and they knew how crazy the world, well, not world, the city was. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? We'll, we'll give him this extension, smooth things over, people will be happy, they'll see that we're trying to do something. But, yeah, two years plus another four, and they're sitting there, oh, they'll still be good. I mean, we got until they were 30. 
28, I think. I think 28, yeah. Yeah, something like that, you know. And I mean... If anything, they're going to do is they're going to get everything they can out of him on this deal. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, Rivera was running him into the ground before on a rookie deal. Now it's, like, justifiable. Like, he's already made his money. If they give him 35 carries and 10 touches a game, 10 catches a game, by all means, that's what you signed up for. Yep. But do you do you foresee him being cut in the next two years, a la Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman, potentially Ezekiel Elliott, No. Or you, no? I no. If, if if anything, it happens at the tail end of his career. Now, like I said, that's barring health. Now, if he's healthy, I see he'll be fine. But also, you outside of Zeke, well, Zeke kind of was banged up this year. Todd Gurley was injured. Um, Devontae Freeman was injured. But that's what I'm saying. Um, they all got hurt after they got paid. That's what I'm saying. So that's so that's the thing. So if if, if he the, if he gets hurt. Then that's a different case, but you know, knocking on wood that he stays healthy. But Todd Gurley already had that kind of issue because he, he he's got arthritis from a knee injury that he had in college. Yeah. Now Devontae Freeman, it was just like he just one day he was good, the next day he just didn't give a shit. That's that's running backs, and that's getting paid. <laughs> I mean, but I'll say that the one thing with McCaffrey is you know he's a grinder. He grew up with money, so he didn't have to play football. So, to me, it was one of those, like, yeah, you want to get paid to be acknowledged by your peers and your boss, but I feel like he treats his body. He doesn't seem to be one that's going out and, you know, partying, throwing the Dak Prescott and Zeke parties in the basement in the offseason, getting filmed. At least if he is, he's making sure everyone's keeping their phones at the door. So, it could be wise to pay him, but, you know. And his girlfriend makes more money than he does. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> you had to. We'll see. I hope not. But, again, this offseason has – humbled me back down to trying not to open up and be about players because you just realize, you. I mean, just a month ago, everybody was still on the team, and now they're all gone. The people we grew up with, went to the Super Bowl with. I mean, what? Who's, is there anybody left from the Super Bowl team still? Trey, Trey Boston came back, right? Gano. Yeah. Kaylon Short. Kaylon Short, Gano, and Trey Boston. Those are the only three. Shaq, Shaq was a rookie. Shaq was a rookie. That's okay, that's right. Because Vernon Butler was the – okay. Okay, so four players out of that 53-man roster. I mean – Are you a sports fan and wondering why guys like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are drinking wine rather than the bush light you might be drinking right now? What if I told you I'd be willing to give you $50 in free wine to find out? High-quality wine is both enjoyable and easier on your body. So if you've been thinking about trying some good-quality wine but you're not really sure where to start – you're stuck in the house and looking for some entertainment, or you're already a wino and looking to try something new, I've got a great idea for you. Scout Circle allows you to have a variety of wines that are cleanly crafted and handpicked by a level 3 sommelier automatically shipped to your doorstep at your desired frequency. All the wine inside will be in, will be free of any chemicals or added sugar that you'll see in most wines in the store, and they'll have the lowest possible amount of sulfites included. So you can forget about the beer bloat while you're drinking or the headache the next day that won't come with the highest quality of wine out there. And each box comes with fun facts to teach you about the wine that you're drinking and you'll and about the small vineyard that you're helping to support. Plus, if you're still hesitant, all the wine in your box will come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're unsatisfied with a bottle for any reason, just let me know, and I'll replace it for you with the same one or any other wine on my site at equal or lesser value. 
To sign up, just head to my Instagram at wine under the bridge and click the link in my bio. If you have any questions when you get there, just send me a DM. I'll be happy to help. New members that sign up for this program before the end of May will receive $50 in free wine credits when they receive their third shipment to use on any additional bottles that you left. So head over to at wine under the bridge on Instagram and eliminate the guesswork while trying something new and fun with your family or friends. A glass of wine a day will keep your beer good away. Cheers. Thanks, Dave Gettleman. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever blame his Josh Norman handling for all of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one, man. Like, like it, it, I, I agree with you with you speaking just how you kind of, kind of want to try and detect his players. But I don't know, man. It, it, something about just how Cam, Cam changed the culture of the Panthers. Like, I mean, we were in a tough spot coming off of that Jimmy Clausen era where, you know, it was tough. And, I mean, we went two games. We had D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart, and they were really good. But, I mean, we were paying two running backs top dollar, you know, when we should have paid one. Exactly. We're paying one and then get rid of the other one, which you should have paid Stewart. Wait, remember, though, we were also paying Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and Mike Tolbert. They were all making, like, $60 million total. I forgot about Mike Tolbert. So... Again, we'll see if Herney has updated and changed his ways in the next couple days. I mean, I think, like, we all talk about the camp situation. And go back to what you said, Jacob. I don't even think it's a debate. I think he's been the best player we've had yeah. in franchise history. Like, yeah. Not even close. From everything from his off the field, on the field, I don't think it's even close. I agree. I agree. Player we've ever had. I mean, for him to just walk out the door, you know, without, without absolutely nothing. Yeah. Anything for him, we just let him walk. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, yeah. Like you said, it's just good franchises and bad franchises. Yeah, that was a bad franchise move. Yeah, well, especially because you had them under contract. Unlike a Tom Brady leaving, who you, the Patriots milked everything they could out of him, got six Super Bowls, and they tried to resign him, they didn't work it. You know what? Okay, here we go. You're 42 or however old he is, whatever. With Cam, it was like we had him on a one year deal. He's saying all the right things to be here. At worst case, even if you sign, to me, it's like, okay, you signed Teddy B. Why not just hang on to Cam in case Teddy knee, Teddy, Teddy's knee blows up again? Or in case somebody else's knee blows up, like the, what was it, um, the Vikings, they held on to both Sam Bradford and Carson Wentz and Nick Foles until, so, until uh, who was it, um, Teddy B's new knee blew up, and then they traded him for a first-round pick. Sam Bradford stayed away from training camp and said, I'm waiting for it, and, and stayed healthy, and then they traded him. I just It just didn't seem like a smart move at the time, and I, I'm still surprised he's not signed, but I know it's that weird time where teams are waiting to see what they can get in the draft, and then afterwards they'll get it. You know, if the Patriots pick up a cue in the first round, does Cam go there? Does he go to the Chargers if they pass on a, on a quarterback? Do the Broncos pick him up? The longer it waits, and watch the uh, the Bucks sign him to be Brady's backup for the next year, <laughs> yeah. and then he'll step right into Tampa. Right, another one is the Saints. I yeah. saw Cameron Jordan lobbying for yeah. him. Comes out a two year deal. We know you know Breeze is done after this year. He's already said it. This is his last year. There and like to just let him completely walk. I mean, and just think about all the other times we've handled. I mean, the, that Steve Smith scenario handled terribly. You know, we get it. It worked out. We went to the Super Bowl two years later. But still, just handled terribly. The Cam scenario, even the Greg Olson and all that. I mean, it's just, 
I feel like we we always treat the incoming better than we treat the outgoing. And I know Herney's trying to get back from when he paid DeLome all that money and paid the running backs and paid Charles Johnson and paid that. But man, it was just it was just botched completely. Yeah, I've I've always been a Panther fan more than a player fan, and Cam Newton came the closest to changing that anybody ever will because. I promise you, if Cam went anywhere next year, knowing how bad we're going to be, I'm pulling for that team. Yeah. And I, if I'm him, why wouldn't you go sign somewhere in the NFC South just to stick it to Carolina after how they treated him? Yeah. It's it's going to to me. It's going to be very interesting to see again. It, not to put the bad voodoo out there for Cam. You know, he could just have the Donovan McNabb route where his body's just done and he could just kind of fade away. I don't think it'll happen, but it could. I mean, he's taken a beating and been the guy. But it's to me, it's, it's going to be real interesting to see how this team, the Panthers, do and how if Cam takes a team to the playoffs and ends up doing something, how this coaching staff and everybody responded like, damn, what if we would have had? Like, what if you had surrounded Cam with the Robbie Andersons, another McCaffrey who's finally there? You know, I, I just – I understood the Greg Olson one. He was making way too much money for his production, and you had a young draft pick there. But again, if you're going to get rid of Cam, I don't understand signing Teddy Bridgewater. It just seemed like a oh shit kind of signing. Yeah, it was definitely an oh shit. <laughs> because again, <laughs> we talk about direction. And we're like, okay, you're going to get rid of Cam, but wait. Now we're going to tank, but now we're going to sign a guy for $20 million, which is still way below average of franchise QB, but... We'll, and I, we will find a way to screw up the tank. I promise you. We will find a way to win like six balls. Yeah. If you throw out uh, Will Greer out there, you're not winning five or six games. No. That's my. Yeah. That was my thing. It's like get rid of Cam. Well, go two and fourteen. Yeah. Well, even yeah. even the year we got the number one overall pick, we weren't that we were supposed to compete. But Delone yes. got his Delone got his elbow hurt. Then it was like that was the John Fox middle finger year where he was just starting Brian St. Pierre because he was a lame duck. And he started everybody but Jimmy Clausen until they went through like six QBs and then finally started Jimmy Clausen. Yeah, and then and then and then it, it worked out in a way to where we got we went two and fourteen, but again. Go ahead. The last thing I'll say about Cam is every single year, no matter who's on this roster, you felt like this team had a chance to compete. You felt like this yep. team had a chance to win in the playoffs. He took Keelan Clay as his number one receiver into New Orleans in the playoffs and played much better than New Orleans, than uh, Drew Brees did, and they should have won that game. Yep. You know, and I just don't know how you think you can replace that. Like, I don't know why you – even coming off these two injuries, if Cam Newton was our quarterback coming in next year with a year of rest, I would have felt like this team could compete for the playoffs. And, and with cool. Teddy Bridgewater out there – I think you're winning six games. And it just makes zero sense to me. It, the only way you make it make sense is that Rule and Brady wanted their own guy. And Cam is a very brash personality, a very, not me first, but he has a lot of cameras on him and all that stuff. And Teddy B is the complete opposite. The only similarity they got is they're both two black quarterbacks in the NFL. Other than that, it's they're completely opposite. You know what I mean? Like, I think you said Cam's, it's not a selfish, like, me first thing. No. Because he's just that yes. polarized. He's, exactly. He's that eccentric. He's that yeah. polarized. He's a yes. superstar. Yes. People want the white. Cool. And, and I know 
Matt Rule maybe he just let's not his guy. Yes. I think Matt Rule wanted to come in and build his own people. And maybe, you know, Joe Brady being 30 years old, Cam being 30, was it something there? Like, wait, you know, are we going to be able to mesh here? And Bridgewater's a very yes-man company man. You know what I mean? He sat behind the breezes. He sat up there when the Jets took – was he there with Darnold or whatever? Whenever they took it, he sat behind there. They know if they do take a Tua at seven – and Bridgewater has to get benched at some point, he's not going to fuss. He's going to sit there, and he'll help coach it up. If something happened with Cam, say what? And said he's just going to sit back and collect his paycheck. That I mean, yeah, but that's that's what they want. If somehow Cam goes out there, Cam was great last year because he knew he wasn't coming back, but Cam is in a one-year deal. If they start losing games where he gets hurt again, do they want to ruffle those feathers? I guess they didn't want to deal with that. They know with Teddy B, he's a yes-man he can teach him the offense. He was there with Brady in New Orleans a couple years ago. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't want to work with Cam because he can fit in any offense, but that's the only way I try to make it make sense is that he just wanted to build his own. He got rid of every Rivera guy, right? Every guy that publicly has ever backed Rivera is gone. The only guys that are there are the super young guys that you're not getting rid of DJ Moore. They're not getting rid of McCaffrey. You're not getting rid of a Shaq Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I was surprised they kept Cam short. I was too, but you know, similar scenario with Cam, but he has a longer deal. Coming off a big injury, he's thirty-one. What can you get for him? Yeah, yeah. At, you know, and he's a, he's another quiet guy, right? Like he hasn't really rocked the boat. You know, he was drafted. Wow. He was drafted behind Star, sat for a little bit, then came in and balled out once Star left. I mean. Again, just a quiet guy. And I like the Joe Brady hire. Like, I think, you know, I'm all for innovative offense. And yep. I, that was a, a pretty smart move by Matt. I know some people didn't like it. I actually thought it was really good. I, I thought I liked it too. We still have Cam. Yes. I thought we were finally going to have Cam with an offensive mind that, like, can utilize his full talents. And that's where I was kind of like, wow, we never really got to see Cam an offense that can just – put up 50 points a game and an offense designed for it, and they finally built something like that, and they were like, nah, peace. You know, the irony in that is the most money they ever spent on a free agent in the Cam Newton era was Russell Shepard. And then literally two days later, after cutting Cam, they signed Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a slap in the face. Yeah. It's such a slap in the face. Yeah. It is. It's, It's ridiculous. All right, well, let's think of happier thoughts, if it's still. But I, I will have that, every, like, every now and then, I guess because there's been no on-field and everyone's kind of locked in, I have that thought of, like, you walk around, you're like, damn, Cam's not on the team, Luke's not on the team, Greg's not on the team. Like, you're just like, you know. I, mean, I know we're kind of beating the dead horse with Cam, but I actually have, like, all the coaches filmed from Cam Newton's year at Auburn. Yeah. In a drive, like, not just, like, TV cameras. Talking like him going all 22. I have his only full season at Auburn, and I've been like watching it all week for the past couple of weeks, and it's been like impressive, heartbreaking, but also <laughs> ridiculously good he was in college. Yeah, it was like I can't believe this guy is no longer on the team. Yes, yes. You know, you know what the last two years of Panther football taught me? This is why 
as people get older, they start caring less about the team they love when they were younger. Yeah. Because they're going to do nothing for you. Yeah. And the Panthers have done nothing for you. That's true. That's true. And, and, I, and I, me and Duvall had this conversation, you know, like you said, you try not to get on those Sundays, you get so riled up, and then when they lose, you get so mad, and you try not to stay mad because you're just like, you know what, this is something I have no control over. All I can really do is watch it. But you've sunk so much time and effort into it, and you want your team to do good. You felt them go to two Super Bowls, and you're like, if they could just get me one. If they got me one, I wouldn't. I would complain every now and then just because you got to as a fan. Yeah. But you, I would be able to sit back and just kick it and be like, all right, we got our one. Whatever else happens, let's just ch- chill. I think that's the worst case is we've tasted tasted it so close and we haven't gotten it. Yeah, if, if, they won, if they won in 2015, oh, I wouldn't care about any yes. of this. Because we would have gotten a championship for Cam, Gray, Luke, all those guys. We would have been like, you know what? If, if this, It would have been sucked how they handled this debacle. But it would be like, you know what? We at least squeezed every ounce of talent out of those guys. The worst part is we didn't, and we missed those playoffs a couple years. That New Orleans game we should have won with the drop touchdown to Kalen Clay and all that stuff. That's what I think stings the most is, like, all we have to show for it is one NFC championship, which is cool, but, man, there were a lot of times where we should have been in the playoffs more and more and had more shots at the, at the big game. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, so So as far as the trap, who's – Somebody that you just like, and I guess what would you absolutely do not want? Is there somebody that like at seven the Panthers pulled? It's Herbert. I said Herbert earlier. Yeah. Okay, Herbert. Okay. Herbert would be would be okay. the first one. I mean, I think the receivers are great, but I just can't see him pulling a receiver at seven. I'd be kind of like, what? Because we just have so many other options. Um, if if they take. Derek Brown and Simmons and Okuda are there, then I will be highly upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> highly upset. But go ahead, Caleb. No, I agree with you. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody's talking about C.J. Henderson, the second cornerback out of Florida, who could make his way into the top ten. I think I'd be pissed if they ended up taking him to seven. I think, you know, but I agree. Derek Brown would piss me off if Okuda or Simmons is yeah. there. If, if they end up taking Derek Brown – Two months ago, I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would understand. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me is if they take, uh, surprisingly, like I, I like Derrick Brown, but I just don't. I feel like if they if there's a top offensive tackle team, like the number one offensive tackle sitting there, and Derrick Brown is sitting there, and they take Derrick Brown over the offensive tackle, you got to get the offensive tackle joint out your head. It ain't happening. You need to go ahead and dis- no. You need to dispel that. That's not happening. That- I'm going to buy his jersey. You need to dispel that. Go ahead and get that out of your mind because that's not happening. I promise you that's not happening. Duvall, I'll put – let's make a wager. I'll put what you want, a double shot on it on the Zoom video. If they take an offensive tackle and Derrick Brown's still on the board – then I'll take a double shot. Now, Duvall, you got to tell them Derrick Brown's off the board, Simmons is off the board. <laughs> now, now, listen. Yes. But see here, but okay, you know, I'll even, I'll even throw that off. If those three are off the board, I think they could go Ken Law from South Carolina. Actually, if those three are off the board, I see a big trade back. But then I see the Henderson pick could be there at four. 
if if Okuda, Simmons, Brown, all off the board, to me the next tier is going to be first thing I would want is a trade back to get another second round pick or a first round pick, whatever. But then I think if they stay pat, no one wants to trade back. Tua could be there, but I still don't know if they're ready to pull that trigger. It would it would blow my mind. I would be okay with it because, like you just said, Justin, you have somewhat of a okay. We got a quarterback of a future. Here we go. But I think Ken Law's up there. But I think he's a trade back. I think he's a fifteen to twenty guy. And Henderson from Florida, maybe. I just don't see him at seven. But I just don't think offensive tackle after them trading for Okun last year getting little. And hey, we I. We need all those tackles because they always seem to get hurt every single year. But I don't know. I just can't see it. And Moten still, like to me, he was pretty good at solid as a right tackle. You're going to have to pay him. So, DeVon, you don't want Dave Brown. Yeah. You don't want him? No? Why not? No. Too big? No, it's, 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 it's not that. I, I, I just feel like as the leader. Yeah. At seven, you got a bigger need. Um, I'll take a left tackle. I'll take a linebacker. I'll take a corner. But I, I, I feel like you, you can find. I, I just, I just don't want Dick Brown. He just, he just doesn't do, do enough for me. No, not, not to take a seven. I to take a seven. I'll say this because of his pass rush moves that are not really there yet. I can see why. Because to take a run stuffer at seven, that's just. Crazy in this modern day NFL. If you're telling me that Akuda, Simmons, and Tua are all gone by seven, and it's between Derrick Brown and the top offensive tackle, I think they'll take Derrick Brown, but yeah. I'd rather an offensive tackle there. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm dispelling the OT because I don't think it's happening. Like, yeah. I just don't. <laughs> but, but, see, but see, this is the thing. You might be on that same train, but they may not think that the top offensive tackle will be there at seven. So if that's the case, they, I mean, What's the bet, Duvall? What's the bet? I already said my part. What's your part? What are you taking a double shot of? Who's and who's your top offensive tackle? Who's your top offensive tackle? I got this wrong, but uh, oh, that's fine. The guy to Iowa. The guy. Oh, Worfs. So you're saying if Worfs is there and they pass on Worfs, and they take Derrick Brown. Okay. I'm saying that they take the field because if they pass on Worfs and he's there at seven. You, I, I, I think I should take the field. So you gonna take the field? And so you, you take, take worse. Well, hold on, hold on. So what if they take another left tackle? So what if the left tackle? Can lose That's what, okay. Let's just do this. Left tackle. You take all of offensive linemen. Left tackle, tackles, and I'll take the field. If a left, if a tackle is taken, I'll take a shot. If the field's taken, outside of outside of Simmons, Brown, or outside of Simmons and Okuda. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the rest. I'll take the field. If those, yeah. Okay. And it, I'll, that's a bet. Okay, that's a bet. Good. Now what? What if two are sitting there? <laughs> then I guess we both just take. We we'll both take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm willing to bet that. Okay. Anybody else, Justin? You went on in on this. You ain't got students to teach the next day, really. I mean. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm gonna go if those if because again, not what I would do. I'm yes. Yep. If, if Okuda Simmons are off the board, Derrick Brown is there, and the number one offensive tackle is still there, 
The Panthers yep. probably will take their Yep. Yeah. I would take the offensive tackle. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just go out on a limb and say, yeah, I'll do that. If, 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 it's, if, that, if the board drops that way and falls that way, then I'm going to say we'll take the offensive tackle. Nah, I'll take a shot. Okay. That works. Yeah. And Jeeves, are you are you taking a shot for every pick that's announced? I am not. When <laughs> 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 they, they really come out with like how this digital draft is gonna work, like how they like they did supposedly they did a mock draft, and some people were reporting it was terrible. Others were reporting it wasn't that bad. I mean, it, I'm, images of like the NBA All Star draft that happened online. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, and it was just like. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the first GM to leave himself on mute when he's t- telling Goodell who's picking? <laughs> I mean, I would assume that they that it's going to be like the WWE draft. Uh, they did it. They did it virtually. They, I mean, they had two people in the studio, and then they had the commissioner at her house, and she was announcing all the picks, and then uh, there was cameras, of course, at the like the top five people and they, I mean, they, they heard over the phone or whatnot, but so I think that's what I'm assuming. The commissioner announced every pick? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, or whoever, whoever runs the WNBA, she announced every pick. And I don't know. We'll see how, I'm not sure if they're going to go out to each team to do it or if Goodell's going to do it. I think Goodell's going to do it. And I don't I know. Think if they went to like each team. Yeah, but golly, that's so much to manage as like a, from a production standpoint of like ESPN and NFL Network. If they just go to Goodell's home cam, yeah, it's the bag out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like we're live at the Panthers. It's like a black screen. We're gonna keep you moving. Yep. Gee, did you watch the WNBA draft? I just watched the first. Quarter. I know that's what I was. That blew my mind. He's pulling out WNBA. I was like, "Wow!" I, mean, I, just, I just watched the first couple picks, and that's how because I was wanting to see how they did it, and that's how they did it. I'm desperate for sports content, but I'm not that. <laughs> I mean, that's just a wild move, Jesus. I appreciate your research and development on that, but who, buddy? That was wild. I'll find something. I'll find something on Netflix. I'll find something. Yeah, right? I, I ain't peeping in on that. I'll catch the Twitter scroll. Well, yeah. Now it went from the first couple picks. Now it's at the first two. Now. Uh, yeah. He sold the whole lottery. That's all. Yeah. All right, Jeeves. Yeah. Experience in watching the draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he ain't got no fear tonight. Yep, he finished it off. <laughs> All right, so I didn't send anybody any questions, but I'll come up with one on top of my head. Unless, Jerrianna, do you want to pick one? Mm, sure. has came down here, so she's going to pick a question out of the Jeeves. You ready? Yeah. Warehouse Distillery, <laughs> Escape 109, Wanted the Bridge Notebook. While Jerry is looking through that uh, Survivor score update, I don't have one down here with me, but everyone's doing pretty solid again. Just can't really do nothing because no one's really left except for one person. So. I didn't mean to What's the controversial score that you had the other <laughs> I think, day? I think I'm, I'm he, he missed. He missed. All he, did, all he did was he just missed Sarah using an idle bonus 
and same with um, uh, Jeremy. See, what had happened was I was watching the WNBA draft, and I forgot oh, to, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I think it's funny because I actually went back. I missed one on, like, a couple people. I think I just quarantine brain. I'm just going to blame it on quarantine brain because I, like, went back, and after I fixed Cheeks and I fixed Jeebs, I started looking through. I think I just accidentally skipped the whole row, and it just my brain just went to the score, and I just it just, I don't know. So I went back, and everyone should be all – Called up now with the points that we got there, but um, yeah, I just I blame it on the quarantine. Brain just fuzzed right. out. It's okay, it happens. Jerry, you got one yet? Yeah. All right, here we go. What's the question? Uh, since we're all seeing news from different countries everywhere, from Whitley, if you were forced to leave the USA forever, where would you move? What? <laughs> 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 Forced to leave forever? Forever. Man, I leave it like tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> you got a week. You got a week to prepare. A week to prepare. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think of a place that would, like... I'm thinking, like, Finland. They're pretty neutral. They're pretty... They got good school systems, good food, good beer up there in Norwegian area. It might be cold, but they seem pretty gonna, calm up there. I was going to say, like, New Zealand or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Somewhere, like, you know, don't get any conflicts or anything. just hangs out. I'm going to go just because it's got, it looks like it's got beaches and it's got, you know, mountain ranges and a wide variety. I'll go Australia, even though it's an island, but. It's a continent. It's a continent, but it's an island. Big, I mean, it's a full. It's also got crazy wildlife. It does have crazy wildlife. Yeah, but. I'm going to say, yeah. You're going to wants to I would say I'm going to go where, uh, where Jesse used to live. I would say Hawaii. That's in U.S., man. Well, I know, but still, man. Nah, that ain't not. You, more than the continental U.S., you got to leave the whole country. I got to leave. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, 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 I'll go outside of the U.S. I'll go Brazil. Oh, going after them big booty hoes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I was thinking like Brazil or Argentina. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Argentina ain't bad. Yeah, I think it's somewhere like that. I, I know, I know, it's kind of like going on over there, but I would say, I would say after this quarantine shit, I would say Paris because I loved it over there. Okay, France. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody got any? Oh wait, what? <laughs> you and Jeeves can rent place together in Brazil. Make sure you got the WNBA draft on first couple picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody got any final thoughts, final anything before the draft coming up? I mean, I know we all see each other on Thursday, but final thoughts for the pod. Uh, I was going to ask y'all's thoughts on the uh, the uh, Last Dance. Jordan documentary, did everybody oh, see it? What was y'all's yeah. thoughts on that? It was good. It was quick two hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it was good, right? I mean, 
understand how you watch that and think LeBron's even close to Jordan. To be honest. And that's, 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 what my, that's what my thing is. Like, are they, all of these people who are saying LeBron's better than Michael or LeBron's up there with Michael, are they still going to be saying this after all 10 episodes? What's it's, it's like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a Kobe one released at some point because they just – I saw a thing today that said Kobe's last couple years, he had camera crews all around him all the time. That's I'm cool. sure LeBron is going to have something released. He's got his own production company. I just started it like today. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you saw, you saw where Jordan gave the okay to start this stuff when LeBron won that championship with uh, Cleveland when they came back against Golden State. After they, did that, they won that one, he was like, he had everybody else like, all right, let's get this thing going because everyone was firing up the LeBron Jordan take. No, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm glad we have something to look forward to, to watch that's sports-related. I mean, it's wild to go back and watch it. And even now to hear those trades like they talked about, they were talking about trading. McGrady came out and said they had a trade in place where he was going to go there. I mean, Scotty left the next year because they traded him away, but – Everybody left next year. <laughs> and just think about, like, both him and Jordan, I think, signed bad contracts. They talked about it afterwards. They just yeah. they signed so long and so little. And then, like, because it was after Jordan. Jordan, I think, signed an eight-year deal they didn't touch on. But then after that was over, he started doing those one-year deals that were worth, yeah. like, $30 million or whatever. So, yeah. Which is, like, he really didn't get paid until the end of his career. Yeah. Kind of similar to, like, I, I guess, well, you could argue that Brady kind of took that approach so that he could allow players around him to be paid. Yeah. Because Jordan didn't need to get – he didn't need to make the money off of, his, off of that. He made it off of the endorsement and all that. Yeah. His shoes, man. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this, though. I The the whole, like, pity feeling for Scottie Pippen and – the man's still living nice. Like, I, he was still sitting in a mansion. Yeah, like – Everybody wants to throw Scottie Pippen. Like, oh, he's – He's so underpaid. I'm like, yeah, he's underpaid, but it's kind of his fault. Yeah, exactly. I paid you. Yeah. I mean, you know who it is? It's um, it's it's the guy that's um, uh, I saw Bamani Jones put it out. It's the it's one of the I don't know if it was it's one of the guys who's one of the top agents now. But what it was was I saw somebody talk about. I was like, what we don't realize is they touched on it a little bit in the documentary. He came from straight poverty. So, and he even said it in his mind. He said it out loud. He was like, look, I wanted the, oh, it's Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton is agent who's made a lot of money for a lot of people. But he came from poverty, so he was wanting that long-term, if he got hurt, money regardless. And let's be honest, he was still making two and a half, three million. Like, and good for him. Yeah. The only time I felt sorry for Scotty was when Charles opened the slap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was completely disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> and he couldn't do nothing because he was a rookie and Charles Oakley was a grown ass man at the time. You're like, damn. I just got to turn around. I would have had to get beat up in front of That was my only like disgruntlement. And it wasn't with the documentary, it's just with people feeling bad for a guy who's a multi millionaire. Yeah, he got underpaid, but he made it up with the Rockets and the, the Blazers he played exactly. with. And, again, what I was looking at in his interview, he looked like he was sitting in a nice big old mansion. He didn't look like he was struggling, you know, in a double wide or something. So I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's good. And then I think I saw, like, a stat where, like, he made more money in his career than Jordan did in his career. Yeah. Like, at least as far as just, like, 
contracts. Just contracts wise, yeah. Yeah, contract wise. So I mean that that's that's true. I mean it, it's it's tough, but I mean you know also at the same time I mean he made that decision and he signed. Yep. So you know you got to kind of put that on him. It's nothing that he can do. You know, and even if the owner told you, hey, you shouldn't sign this, but you still do it. I mean, he was. I mean, he was coming from absolutely nothing to then yeah. being able to have an eight year deal, knowing if he blew his knee out or blew his back out. It's he was good, game. regardless. So yeah, you can't, you know, and it's still we're talking. Can't argue he wasn't getting. He wasn't getting twenty dollars, you know, fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, he was getting two and a half, three million. Like let's let's not act like this is chump change over here. So yeah, and that was back in the eighties. So he was still living with what everybody else was making. That was their main thing. Yeah. Compared to everyone else, he's making like fifties. Yeah. But like you said, it's still like two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> And he had a shoe. He had a shoe deal too. He had yeah. So he still was making money off of that too. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was was a great documentary. I really enjoyed it. Like you said, it's just kind of something for us to watch, and it's kind of interesting to see the the small stories and just to see how damn competitive Jordan was. Yeah. It's one thing to know it, but just to see it, like it's just like you know, it gives you a totally different perspective. I think it's also just how like shitty some of those conditions were playing in professional basketball. Like how shitty that Boston Celtics court was, and those were professionals. And like now, like everybody's court and their stuff is up to par. I mean, even though let's we'll jump back to the Panthers. The Panthers didn't have a practice facility. When it rained, they had to go to a ballroom in the years of 2017, 2018. But now if you look at these courts and you're like, you know, all these, they're into the sports science and the practice facilities, but that court back then as a, as a major league or a national basketball association, it was terrible. It looked worse than some of these high school gyms now. Like, yeah. Well, sure. Is it every Sunday it comes out? Yeah. yeah. For the next, yeah. for ne- I guess now four weeks. It's for five weeks total, but four weeks, so. And like I said, the next one's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. All right, and Caleb, you had some uh, some adoption news, right? Yeah, get a puppy on Saturday. There you go. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Breaking we, uh, news. Yeah, heard it here first. Yep. We, uh, <laughs> we, we we've been kind of waiting. We kind of signed the papers in March and picking them up the 25th. So Saturday, we're excited. Nice. You got a name yet, or still decide? Yeah, Lincoln. Which Link. is uh, the name of our building we live in now, so it's the first place we ever lived together. So nice. It's kind of kind of fit. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what type of dog is it? Uh, it's a white lab. It's a lab. Yeah. I wanted a gold retriever. She wanted a boxer, so we just met in the middle with a lab. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like you had a committed relationship right there. Compromise. <laughs> well, nobody gets what they want around here. Yep. Me. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Compromise. You all the way. You almost there, Caleb. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> don't don't put me there yet. <laughs> I won't drop that big question though. We'll save that for later on or post pod. Yeah, we'll put you on the spot there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll we'll finish it off. Look forward to seeing you fellas with a long of like another ten to twelve on Thursday. Uh, stay as long as you want. Get as drunk as you want because you ain't gonna be at my house. You can just be at your own house drunk as shit. Uh, you can curse. You can all have that kind of fun stuff, but I'm looking yeah, forward. To- my question. I was like, is this like an unedited? Uh- I'm gonna. So my plan is, I'm gonna edit it. 
Uh, like I said, I'm going to set it up and have the record during the whole draft. Like I said, if you need to drop out for a little bit to take a pee or whatever, it's not like you got to stay stationary the whole time. you got to go to bed, whatever. I know, like, me and Duval will be on till pick 32. Um, yeah, I'll be on it. Yeah. So we'll just keep it going. And I'm, gonna, I'm hoping to edit at least our reaction to all 32 picks. You know, maybe some stuff in between if someone's cracking jokes or or whatever, excuse me, but it's new. I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out because we were going to do it with people in our living room, and now with now we'll expand it with like 15 people having it on this Zoom. I think it'll be pretty cool. What's so? What, what are you gonna? What do you wonder of the of the fantasy game that that we do? I don't know. I was I was I was talking with Jerry Ann about that. Do we all want to like throw in a dollar, and winner gets a you know the twenty dollar pot, or do we want to just have it all for funsies. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm cool with a dollar, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, I got, yeah. okay. We can we'll see once everybody gets on there. We can do a dollar, and then I yeah. winner can get. Oh, you can do it for fun either way. Do it, yeah, and winner can get the shout outs on all of our social media, and I've got maybe some Escape 109 passes or something like that. So. All right. Yeah. Who won it last year? Was it you, Duvall? Yeah, I won it last year. Was it you? Well, I thought Brittany, what is it? Oh, yeah, you won it last year. Brittany won it the year before. And then. And then with Trent, right? Trent won one. Nathan. G- Nathan didn't win it. I won another one. And has won three. Did she win? She, she won three or two? Two. She's won two. And Duvall's won two. And Trent and Brittany have won one. So this could be a tiebreaker. We usually do a $5 buy-in, but you can only get stuff at the gas station. Oh, man. I wish I could give y'all one of those 40. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but since, you know, we don't want to have to worry about getting at whoever wins it, we'll just have some fun with it. So, But your name will be sketched down. I'll put out the previous winners later on this week. But, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all be easy. I'll see you Thursday. And, uh, Duvall, how do we send it off? Peace.